Welcome to the Bold Women Podcast. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone? I hope everyone is doing well. Yes. I hope um, your day has been great wherever you are, whenever you are. Yeah. I am Meryl, and I'm one of your hosts of this great podcast, and I am accompanied by my BFF here, Maria. What's up, everybody? What's okay. Up? When you're talking about how everyone was doing, it's like, well, great, minus the nightmares I've had all week. But I mean, just from the real side of things, I have nightmares. Your girl's been a little stressed. Your girl's got to just look in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. By the way, uh, case you didn't know me, I like to use a little self-deprecation humor. We're working on that. We also Um, make divorce jokes. So the rule is you got to laugh along if we make jokes about being divorced. Yeah, we're really how we cope. It's it's, yeah, it's a coping mechanism, and it's. Also from the side now too, I think it's funny because it's like we've healed so much. So it's funny. Not done, but not done uh, by any means. <laughs> okay. By I no will say stretch this, of the mean. I will say this, and this sounds pretty bad, but like um like I remember the first few times I made divorce jokes, like you could tell people didn't know how to take it because it was still pretty fresh. And granted, that was definite coping mechanisms. But it would be like you would say stuff and I'd be like, Oh yeah, well if my uh my husband didn't leave or something like that. And people would just drop their face and like, I would just start laughing, but I'll never forget. I'll never forget the time. It's fine. I can't even remember what I said, but I made a joke similar to that at church and imagine my relief when I heard the cackle of one person (laughs) and I look over and it's Maria laughing. And I was like, thank you for laughing at my joke. (laughs) Cause it was also like, it's like I'm deeply those... wounded, but thank you. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It was also one of those like too soon moments <laughs> that everyone at church was just, the people that were there were like, are you okay? Like, Oh, <laughs> okay. We're not talking about divorce today. We we're actually we're talking not. about we people were. pleasing, but that just reminds me of another time, like, especially right after I first got divorced and anytime people would be like, Oh, are, are you married or anything? And I'd be like, I was. And then I would just ugly cry and then you could tell people would be like oh um uh, uh," like they didn't know what to do I was at a banquet and I felt so bad um I would just be like yeah I used to be but you know I know (laughs) and then just let people look at me funny (laughs) well I just I'm a little bit more emotional yeah so the tears come a little bit a little bit quicker, yeah, but that's true. Yeah. In that moment though, I just, it's a, like, they're like, Oh, cause everybody was with couples around. That's also the other time too, is when everyone's with couples and they're like, well, where's your spouse? And you're like, well, um, but I remember this person, they're like, Oh, and like, what's your story? Are you married? Do you have kids? All these things. And, and they could tell they're just being so <laughs> friendly. And this was like, not even a year. Like, I don't think a year had even passed. And I just was like, oh, well, I was. And they kind of like looked startled. And I felt like I had to give them the whole like description. And I'm sure they're probably like, I did not ask for this girl's life story. Oh, yeah. And then I was yeah. like bawling. It was at a banquet. Much. And yeah, I kind of killed the move at the table. But, you know, look, <laughs> look at God. He just re- re- redeems and restores. Anyway, we're not talking about divorce We're not today. talking about that. We're talking about people pleasing. We are both recovering um, Recovering people pleasers. And I would say that's, I'm still... Okay, so depending upon when you listen to this, even this past week at church on Sunday, it was awesome. Um, we just had a moment and um, yeah, I think I was just really super convicted of how much like I was putting my value on like 
on people pleasing. Like, and it's one of those things like, I know I've like, is, I know it's something that I've gotten better at over the years and that I'm no, I like, I'm aware of like, Maria, you can't be a people pleaser. But I think it was just in that moment of like, oh man, like I have put so much of my value. Like it was just like eyes opened to like, yeah, like if I'm valuable or not depends upon other people. And I just was like, I am so sorry, God. Like it was just like a big, I think big moment. I think this is one, like one area, one single solitary area. Okay. You guys, Maria is, um, like more spiritually mature than I am. She is further along (laughs) in her, in her journey with the Lord than I am. And she is further along in her healing journey than I am. And so she has been a fantastic mentor to me, um, especially since I got divorced. I mean, she's started out being kind of a mentor before that, once I started kind of letting her in. But I think this might be like one, one time, like the one area where (laughs) the tables are turned. I'm a, I'm a little further along in this journey than you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's just like, it's kind of mind boggling to me right now. I'm like, wow. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to lead today's discussion then? No, nope. I'm, just I'm just, no, it's perfect. Cause I know. Cause you need it. I need it. Um, <laughs> so I think the biggest thing. Um, I'm going to read this. It's like our job is to serve others so others can see Christ in us. Yeah. Next thing we know, we're overextended. We overbook ourselves with no time to rest. We head straight for burnout. Boundaries are needed. Yes. But what can we do to stop before it becomes a problem? Mm -hmm. And I think the big thing too, how do we not put our value in others view of us? Because sometimes and to the other extreme where it's that like when people so much like I don't care what people think middle finger to everybody I'm going to do me that's where we can also get into that's not good either so how do we how do we balance this this well Meryl do you Yo. care about what people say about you why or why not <laughs> uh <laughs> I used to. Okay. Um, eh, that's, that's a heavier question than it. I mean, on its surface, it seems like it's, you know, do you care what people think? But no, dig into the heavy part of it. I do, but I don't. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't care, but there are certain people that you do in my life that I absolutely do care about what they think of yeah. me. And, and that is an important uh, distinction to make. Um, I, I used to care about what anyone thought about me and I used to place a lot of importance, um, especially on like what my family thought of me, Mm -hmm. um, for doing whatever. Um, and why that is, I don't know. I think that there are, I think that there's a big part of my family is like, we're all kind of like that. We are all kind of like geared towards people pleasing and Mm -hmm. to the point of where it can be detrimental sometimes. And, you know, some of us in our family are, you know, at various healing stages of that, you know, I think, but, um, I don't, I don't know 
exactly what it was that like got me to like turn like what this what flipped the switch if you will yeah but it was just like at one point I was like okay if I am legit not going to lose my ever loving mind like I need to do something differently here Mm -hmm. like I gotta let some of this go I cannot let what some other people are thinking or saying about what I do either to me or about me, I got to let some of this stuff start rolling off my shoulders. Otherwise you're going to go insane. Like just being all consumed thinking about what people think about you all the time. Well, then I think if I can be honest with it, there's a piece of like pride that comes in there too. Yeah. Of people pleasing of this idea of like, it is all a, all about me. Yeah. And you, Be, and oh, you yeah. take the, you take the concept of people like looking to you for things for things, and, and you kind of elevate that and yeah. blow that up in your head. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, pride in that of, or even, even pride in the idea of like the fact that you think you can be all things like, yeah, no, I mean, you should try to relate to everybody. Like scripture talks about like, was that Paul where he's like, I become like all men so that I may reach more. Um, but that, that doesn't mean like change who you are. I think that's finding things that you can relate to and, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, yeah. but I think that there's a piece of that in there. And then I think that there is, um, Oh, I lost my thought. Oh, I hate it when that happens. I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when you, when you had just said that, it would just made me think of like, like, pr- like the pride side of it, of. Yeah, like I really think that I am like everybody in this world is going to in, enjoy me. Like, wow. Or, or, or not that, there's, not that. Or there's, that's a terrible way to word it. Or like, there's the striving of like, if I can just be everything to everybody, then people are going to like me and I'll be accepted. And a lot of times I think people get um, stuck in that kind of cycle because that's what they're looking for is they're looking to be accepted. They just want Mm -hmm. people to like them. They just want, um, you know, there are people with temperaments who have, you know, they're not very, they're not comfortable with confrontation. I don't think a lot of people are super comfortable with confrontation, but then there's people that are like more so like Mm -hmm. absolutely avoidant. Like they will absolutely do anything and everything to avoid a confrontation And a lot of times you see that tied in with people who are people pleasers and it's just like, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to, you know, and I used to be like that. I think my big thing is like the root of mine or like in that is I hate loathe being misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like, um, or when you're talking about confrontation, I, um, not to say try to avoid it. What makes me nervous when I get into it is this idea of my heart intent is going to be misunderstood. I'm going to be, someone's not going to take what I'm saying and see my heart in it. And then it gets, once again, I, yeah, Maria, you are not that important. You are not that important, Maria. I'm saying <laughs> that to myself, but I think that's like the big root uh, too with like with some of like some of my stuff too, is just that like, I don't want to be misunderstood. And I think the, okay. I cried over this the other day. 
I, I was watching a reel, you know, like when Instagram gets you. <laughs> oh gosh. And it was like, it was talking about, um, I shared it on my story, pretty much anything that I share in my story, you can know it's like, Oh, that made Maria cry. Um, like today when I grabbed a cactus by accident, like my hand was on fire. Um, but this, um, pastor was talking about how like the, the root kind of like the self-pleasing this idea of it, but it's actually rooted in like, like fear of rejection and then, um, fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that second one, like when they said the fear of abandonment, like that one got me. And that was never something like, Oh, darn it. That was today. You posted that. Was it today? Yeah. It made me cry too. Dang it. Well, there you go. But it was this click on and watch the whole thing (laughs) and cry throughout. But it was that idea of like people pleasing, like being abandoned by people or that, like who like that. I think it was something too. I'm, I'm so blown away by how much stuff that, a, I didn't realize was that deeply rooted in me prior to, um, to like my marriage and divorce or mm-hmm. stuff that like had developed over time from that. And like in the healing process, mm-hmm. but of like, Oh man, I don't feel like I ever struggled with that as much as after of that, that fear of abandonment or even believing, taking, taking mankind's re- like responses to things and putting that on God himself as if like what I could do, God would abandon me. So then, um, yeah, like, which I think that's something that I definitely am on the coming outside of, but that was a struggle for the past few years. I think mine is more rooted probably in the rejection area. Yeah. I would say, um, don't want to blame. Okay. I've given my family the warning. So they know the stuff that I talk about is not necessarily me blaming them for things, but I come from a big family and I have always been known as the kid who has her head on straight. Who's you're our level headed kid. We don't ever have to worry about you. We know that you make good decisions. And I think growing up and hearing that, And then, I mean, it wasn't just from my parents. It was like all my siblings said the same stuff to me. And then I noticed that people that I wasn't related to were saying those things to me. And I sort of just took that and elevated myself with it. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I was really like consumed with people pleasing because it was, I wanted to keep that facade up. Like mm. I, I'm going to make sure that I live up to those, what people are saying yeah, and, and make sure that, um, I appear to have it all together so that I, and I have to make good decisions so that people keep saying that about me because if they stop saying that about me, then they won't really like who I am mm. or whatever, you know, that piece. And so they'll just, or like in my flaw, they'll see my flaws and they won't yeah, like and they'll those reject that. and they'll reject that. Yeah. Cause they're not going to like, yeah. And I think that that's all of me. Yeah. And I think that that's really what that comes from. And, um, yeah. So do you like, what do you think the difference is between like people pleasing and being nice to others? Cause I think sometimes those can kind of get convoluted. Is that the right word? Convoluted. Yes. That's correct. Um, I was trying to, I'm trying to think of an example Um, like a good example of like the difference between the two, you know, 
being nice to someone is being like, hey, um, giving them a compliment or, you know. Your eyebrows look really just, great today. Yeah, like, thank you, by You're the welcome. way. They do look really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like, <laughs> saying something saying something kind, it's, it's um, done without being prompted. Um, you when you're being nice to someone, you're, you don't necessarily, it doesn't come with strings, right? That's what I was just going to say. What I is my that, expectation? On I the think back that end of it? when we are people pleasing, we are looking for some kind of result from our action. So if we bend over backwards to help someone, we're looking for like, um, and, overabundance of like praise or we're looking for a reward of some kind, some kind of validation or affirmation for, I'm so thankful for you. I can't believe like you did that for me. Yeah. And then you kind of get, and then I think that if you keep entertaining that sort of thing, you kind of get into like this, like a sense of like martyrdom, you know, like where you just like, where you start. So, I mean, I've seen some people do that where they, they purposely bend over backwards for somebody so that they can get like whatever reward it is, whether it's being validated or not. And if they don't get that, then they absolutely lose their minds and everybody is miserable because they become miserable and they make sure that you feel the pain that they do because they just did X, Y, Z for you. So how dare you? And I, 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 I skipped out on doing all of these things just so that I could help you out. And that's also manipulating behavior, but right. You know, we can get into that another time, but I think that's the gist. Yeah. I think uh, an overarching phrase would be like, what's the intention of the heart? Yeah. Like that's a big piece of like, if I'm genuinely being kind, I don't have an ulterior motive and mm-hmm. how quickly too. like, if we start yeah. looking at the reasons why we do something, we, there's so many things that we do that has an ulterior motive attached to it. Not even like, okay, even as believers, yes, we're called to sacrifice ourselves and like, and serve others and love others. But if I'm doing it, I'm even thinking of, even from the aspect of like giving, right? Like generosity is like, I, I love the idea of generosity. But if all of a sudden, if my idea of generosity now comes from like, oh Lord, you have blessed me so much. So I'm able to like, to bless others to. I bless others. So I receive more like that's a, that's a not good heart shift. And like, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, Oh, I want to please people. So it elevates myself. If, if we really get down to the real raw side of it, like it can, and we do that. So, so easily, like I've done that where it's like, Oh, I want people, like I was saying earlier, like I want my value. I want people to see my value where it's like, that should have nothing to do with, with your value or yeah. like how I'm like, yeah. Um, or that like, you want me in your life. Like, let me prove to you that you want me in your life. Yeah. And it's like, well that, yeah, that's one type of people pleasing. I think yeah. there's a, I think there's a couple different, there's a few, well, maybe yeah. a few because there's, there's that one. And then there's the type of people pleasing because you are somebody who, as I was kind of describing earlier is more of just like, your personality is such that it's just kind of like, I don't want to say you're necessarily a pushover, but you know what I mean? You're, you're just kind of like, you're a little more of a sensitive being mm-hmm. and you genuinely like, don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to mm. ruffle feathers. You're just, 
just want to make sure everybody's happy. And, you know, there's people that take a genuine spot of life. I really like that. And I think that there's a type of people pleasing that comes from that sort of person who is being taken advantage of by Mm -hmm. somebody who, because all they want is like, you know, it could be like a parental figure or um, a loved one. And they like people, they, they suffer from people pleasing because all they want is the approval of this person that they admire so much or that they love, or they haven't felt like they've been loved enough by, you know, a family member or whatever. And they're just like, you know, okay, if I, if I bend over backwards for this person, then maybe they'll see it this time. Maybe they'll see that, like, that, at some that point I do care see, and I do want to help yeah. them and that I, I do love them. And, and my love for them is genuine. Maybe they'll reciprocate it this time. I think that there's a really big tie to how we grew up for that. And I know like, and this is something that um, I think as the older we get and you and I've talked to about how like we see, it's so interesting how as the, as you get older um, you get to see your parents as like as people and not just as mom and dad or more and more human. They get more and more human and you get to under, you get to understand them a bit more and you get to see their struggles a bit more. And you realize that, man, they didn't the absolute best they could do. Like knowing what they had. I remember even we were talking about food one time I was talking with my mom and she was like, Maria, like, you know, like if I knew now what, what, oh my gosh, if I would have known now what I knew, let me rephrase this. If you knew now what you didn't, what I didn't know then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so my mom was basically like, if I knew, had the knowledge I have now, we would have done things drastically right. different. It's like, but you didn't like, but right. you can't. Right. But I do think that, um, from this aspect of people pleasing that there is a piece of, of, yeah, like our childhood that has a big impact in that. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think that that plays a huge role. Um, and you can look at a lot of different scenarios from no father in the home to parents who worked all the time. I mean, like you could throw every example under the sun and how it kind of molded it. But I think that, um, a lot of it comes from dysfunction. A lot of it can come from dysfunction. A lot of it can come from things that were said, um, to you as a child, actions you saw different things like that. But at some point, yes, this could be like what happened to you, but at some point we have to take ownership of it and, and not let it control us Mm. anymore. Um, from the ownership side, the, um, I forgot where I was going to go with that. Give me a second. (laughs) Um, okay. This is something, another question that's on here. Um, have you ever sacrificed your wishes to please someone else? Why or why not? And, what was the outcome that you immediately like felt? You can ask me that one. Yeah. Jeez. It's a hard question. I don't know where to go to with that one. <laughs> Which life experience to pull from? <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Even, okay. I'm going to hop back. Think about that question. Okay. And I'm going to hop back to kind of what I was just saying too. I think not only does like um, how our parents raised us, but also kind of like some of our childhood experiences. And sometimes I know school can be so mean, like I'm so thankful I had a great school experience, but I know that's not the case for everybody. But even within a good school experience, there was sometimes I remember just even as a kid, always um, that side of, and I think too, growing up my 
Um, I remember always just com- and comparison, I think plays a huge role in people pleasing, like, or they're kind of tied together. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember my, um, Adam, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. My brother's name's Adam and he's incredible. <laughs> he's my, he's my older brother. He's about four years older than me. Um, but he's absolutely brilliant. And he, I feel like he was always a better athlete. He was funnier to this day. He's funnier, um, great sense of humor and just smart as I'll get out. And so, um, I think, yeah, just that piece of just being when you're just different than people, um, like athletics, I had to work at at athletics and he did too, but like even work to study, but he was just, I just, I know. And this is just my perspective as a younger sibling, like some things just came easier to him, even though he still had to work very hard. He was just very gifted. And like, I just felt like I, I had to like to get an A, I had to study for days and days and days. And like, he could just, he just had it. I mean, just different things like that. But, um, I think just different life experiences, I guess you should say, not just putting it all on our parents, but that kind of idea of, um, having to like, and I think I keep going back to mind, like prove my worth or prove that within the acceptance of people. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of tangent that didn't really make sense. <laughs> well, I'm still struggling with responding to that question that you asked me. Um, but I suppose I, I have an example that's coming to mind. It's not my favorite example because this is, this is me post people pleasing. Okay. And it was when, which I mean, I guess I'll just say shout out to my sister Regan. She's my like. What's up, Regan? She's my homie. She's the greatest woman and a beautiful, amazing, sharp as a whip, super smart human being. She's got two beautiful little kids. Anyway, I will not carry on about how wonderful she is because she is wonderful. Um, but I I will say like, she and her husband when they were getting married. They were applying for a mortgage for a house. And it was like some crazy like VA thing. Cause he's a vet. And so they were basically like, um, all right, well you guys aren't married. So we don't really like this. And they were like, we have a child together. We're engaged. Like we're going to get married. They were kind of like, yeah. So, and they were basically just like, Oh, so we need to get married. And they're like, yeah, probably like, in in the next four days, you should probably get married. And so <laughs> yeah. they reach out to everyone and they're like, hey, the first initial text that came through was like, hey, um, cool if you can't. I'm <laughs> going to say this to you, Regan, because you did say that at first. Cool if you can't, but we're going to go to, they were going to go to like some small town, like two hours away from like where we are from in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like, where was it? Like Cedar Falls ish area. Okay. It's like two hours. Shout out to Iowa. <laughs> You're welcome for great sweet corn in the summer and, and bacon and all the pigs. Yeah. You're welcome. So anyway, it's um, us. So, so they're like, we're going to, we're going to get married in this courthouse in Cedar Falls because they wanted to um, see her brother-in-law, um, his, he and his family, her, her husband's brother and his family live up there. And so they're like, we're going to go up there. If you want to come cool, we're just doing a courthouse thing, like whatever. And at first I was like, okay, well, I don't have anywhere to put my dog and 
I'm just going to pass, I guess, because this is literally happening in three days. Like, um, all right. And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Yeah. <laughs> the following text that came after that, I will not repeat because <laughs> there was some exchanges between me and my now brother-in-law that I was just like, wow. Okay. Like you want to talk about a guilt trip, that dude, well, he's a lawyer. So that makes Boom. sense. He can just they both lay are, it down. So, yeah, they uh, both are. So they can both lay it down. But good luck winning that one. So then it ended up changing to where they were ended up getting a venue that was actually really close to like where my parents live. And it was like, all right, we're doing this. Can you come up? And I was like, okay, well that made me feel better because it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm single now. I would have to board my dog or figure like, was mm-hmm. my dog is going to sit in the car and like while we're in a courthouse, I don't know where I'm going to put him, you know, just kind picture of Carl sticking his head out the window. Cause that was like, that's going to, that would have been like what a, like a six hour drive or something for me. And it was like, we're going to get married at like noon on this day or something. It was like a weird time of day. I remember. And I was like, geez, like I'm not even going to be able to like drop him off or anything. Um, and so anyway, I was, I was being annoying myself because I was only thinking about myself and what an inconvenience this is for me Mm -hmm. to like drop everything in three days and uh, just go celebrate my sister getting married and like moving into a really cool house, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but ultimately um, I ended up going because the venue also changed and then I helped that out, but I'm really glad I didn't miss that. I'm Mm -hmm. ultimately, I'm really glad I didn't miss it. And I was there. I mean, she was there for me at my wedding she better be there at my second wedding, wherever that's going to be. She will. She be. has no choice. I don't care if she's on. Yeah, Adam, baby you don't number have four, and it's it was born two days ago. Regan, you better get go. there. Adam you're and Jenna, you there. have no excuse either. Yeah, you guys better be there because you're incredible. Yeah. So that was that was my scenario. Yeah, I think there's a big piece just kind of in what you were saying or talking about it, like being your family, but. And I know not everybody has family, but when you have relationships that matter, I think that's where the weight of mm. whose opinions do I listen to? Right. Is it people like compared to, is it someone who has no idea who that, who I am? Someone who has no idea what I've been through. They really could care less about me and they're going to have an opinion. That's probably not something I'm going to give a ton of weight to. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's someone who I have in my life to keep me accountable and to keep me on the ways and the things of God, I sure as heck better listen when they start to speak. And right. especially if multiple people who, um, who I know love the Lord, seek the Lord, and they're all telling me the same things, yeah. I sure as heck better listen. So, um, I think within people pleasing, um, as a recovering people pleaser, I think a big tip that I could maybe give our listeners is making sure that you have accountability set up with people that love Jesus, who want to see you walk out the things of God for your life. And sometimes that can kind of help navigate some of those really hard scenarios where, um, you know, like you're getting ready to make decisions and you're getting ready to do things and you want to make sure, cause sometimes we can make decisions based off of what we think people think. I can think, Oh, I have an example. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay. So this was, <laughs> uh, this was right after, after, yeah, after my divorce. And it was, yeah, just kind of trying to think of getting ready to go into like, when do I date again? When do I not? I feel ready. I think I'm ready. Um, into this knot. And like my counselor was even like, Maria, wait a year. 
Shout out to you, Philip. Um, I see yeah, you. No one was telling me that. He was like, wait a year. And then <laughs> I stopped going to my counselor though. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but I just remember being like a year is forever. Like I'm never, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm on five. It'll be five in February, which is yeah. crazy. Um, and so, but I was just like, okay, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. And now I get why like hindsight take a beyond a year afterwards. I'm like, okay. And then I, I remember then there would be people who I would listen to. They're like, um, what they say? They're like, Oh, just try. I mean, like you're free now. Just try. I'm like, yeah, I'm free now. I mean like just two polar opposites, one stacked full of wisdom and like life experience and like, Hey Maria, we've really seen where like, typically I'm going to, I'm even explaining to you like the human nature process of how you're healing. Like do not make drastic decisions after trauma <laughs> period. Like, or you'll end up in the upside down or like Meryl or you're going to call, <laughs> you're going to be through emotional hell and, um, <laughs> and just like, Oh yeah. Like now it makes sense versus like, I think to looking at and the, the people that I'm listening to, are they leading me in godly, godly wisdom and wisdom? Cause like scripture says, seek wisdom above all else, like seek it, long for it, crave it, go for that. Like if I'm going to get my value yeah. and my determination on something, it should be in wisdom, mm-hmm. not in something that's telling you to go with how you feel. Cause your feelings are fleeting. Your feelings completely go in the way of the world. Like I can be emotionally a mess 20 minutes ago, this is not, this one's actually not an example. I was actually doing okay 20 minutes ago, but anyways, I mean, I know a lot of times I've talked about how I've cried on here. So that's why I just clarifying. Is is that what you're about to do? No. Oh, I'm just using an example. (laughs) I was just defending myself that like, I really wasn't crying 20 minutes ago. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. My my example is um, like I could be crying 20 minutes ago and hate my life. And then in 20 minutes I have a great experience. I'm like, I love life. My life is the best. Or I think of the, um, yeah, you see where I'm going. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or I think of like, this is what feelings will do. Right. And, um, was it Elisha who, um, he had just literally killed a bunch of prophets of Baal. I pray I'm getting the story right. Um, well, I am not a great fact checker for you. So Byron, if you, <laughs> this is on you, man. Um, okay. Elijah, Ja, not Sha. Elijah. We're, um, be- uh, not Bathsheba. That's David guys. I promise Yo. I do. I do love the scripture and I do study them. <laughs> um, Jezebel, drastically different person. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jezebel. Jezebel. Talk um, about that woman. She crazy. Um, but so he literally just had this huge victory and Jezebel's like, well, I want to, I'm going to come kill you. And then he freaks out. He runs away. He's out and about bawling. God, take my life. I don't want to do this anymore. And like, literally he just had this massive victory. And I love that. It's just like this angel's like, Hey, eat a snack and take a nap. And then like, he wakes up again. He's like, no, go back to sleep. And then he wakes up. He's like, okay, God, I'm here for whatever you have. But it's like, we can, when we live based off of our feelings and our emotions, like it's not stable. And so I think when we're looking at people pleasing, am am I looking at, and the the people that I'm listening to, are they a rooted and grounded and love God 
want to see God for my life and be, are they giving me godly wisdom? Like, cause that's what yeah. I should be seeking in, yeah. in my ability to, or in my, in my ability to hear and receive from them. Do I know that it's coming from a place of like, these people are wise and like, I want to, I want to gain some of that wisdom because there's such a reward that God has for like seeking and gaining wisdom, not just opinions. Yeah. Cause people can give opinions all day, but it doesn't mean that it's rooted and grounded in truth yeah. and, and actual wisdom. So there's people that um, are active people pleasers, but they think that they're just being nice, mm. right? Yeah. But there's also people that are people pleasers and they think that they're like the peacemakers. Mm. And they think that that's like, but they're not realizing that what they're doing is actually people pleasing. And that's just probably just from that's like when you're like in the thick of your people pleasing <laughs> It's like, you don't really realize that that's what you're doing. You think that you're being nice, but you're actually like, no, you don't really need to do that. I have a couple of friends where I've said that, where they're telling me about some crazy thing that they went and did for somebody that they don't really know all that well. And I'm like, wow, um, what you did come again. You did what for that person? Why? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you know, I mean, I just kind of, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, you didn't have to do that. Cause mm -hmm. you could have just said like X, Y, Z or whatever. But, um, I, I say that because like for anybody that either, you know, doesn't have somebody to hold them accountable or whatever. I have this really nice quote from, I'm going to butcher her last name, but I follow her on Instagram and her name's Amy Clutinotti. That's K L U T I N O T Y. I'm very naughty. Oh, Clutinati. 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 Sorry. I'm sorry, Amy. Dreams. I'm a big fan of you. Um, but she posted this up on her um, Instagram one day and it just said, people pleasing and peacemaking are not interchangeable. Obedience to God must always come first. Sheesh. And my goodness. Let's go. Yeah. I think. Drop the, all the mics there. Cause pop, pop, pop. All of them. I read that and I just stared at that for like a solid minute. And yeah. I was like, Wow. I think that, especially that very last sentence of that, that ultimately it's going to be obedience to God. And at the end of the day, if... Who are you trying to please? Who am I trying to please? And if it's if it's me sacrificing because I feel like God God is telling me to sacrifice yeah. and I need to show his love and I need to sac get put myself aside. In other words, and you're being that, obedient. I'm being obedient drastically different if mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing it for acceptance or for a mankind's perspective, approval, approval, validation, yep. anything like that. But if it is yep. coming from a place of like God leading me or humbling myself to his scripture and his word, night and day difference. Cause at the end of the day, I don't have to answer for, I don't have to answer for Meryl and Meryl's decisions. She doesn't have to answer for me. Got that right. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> but like, you're probably really happy you don't have to answer for any of my oh, decisions. No, I just, <laughs> you're probably really happy you don't have to answer for mine. But this idea of like, this is me and God, and like, He's given me this life to steward. And like, if I follow Him and I allow people in, and I think a big thing too is where we get afraid to allow people in. And like, that's not a good place either, but like allowing people in a few, not everybody, not everybody needs to know all your deepest 
struggles and your hurdles and all those things. But um, yeah, God will use godly people and find people who are more spiritually mature than you to help lead you and guide you. Cause sometimes it's real hard to see things. That's a diff. It's a difficult, it's a difficult to get run. out of. Yeah. It's super hard. Yeah. I mean, there's just stuff that you and I say, and I feel like I say that to you too sometimes where you'll be like, Oh, but I just think that I should do blah. And I'm like, wow, I would, I would never do that. <laughs> and not because, and not because I'm not trying to be nice, but it's like, I, I'm somebody who's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this nice gesture or I'm going to, cause I know I'm being kind to this person. I'm not expecting anything in return. Right. You know what I mean? Like just genuinely being nice or whatever. Like Maria will do the nice thing. And then she will generally take that like 12 steps further. Not, not just like one or two. She'll like not go 12. A lot it's of times. not 12. All right. Well, five. Five. Let's go six and we're in even halfway. Mm, I don't like the number six. Seven. Six is even. You know, but I'm just not a big fan of number six. Well, I don't like odd numbers. Okay. This is a thing. All right. <laughs> She'll go four steps. I can do four. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But anyway, that's the kind of person that Maria is. And this is Maria also being nice, but she like sometimes unintentionally doesn't realize that she's just in my opinion. Sometimes when I look at this, like when there's certain scenarios where it's like you are being nice and you're going above and beyond. And I'm like, you know, you're just, you had me at the one nice gesture. Like (laughs) that was fine. That was really kind of you to do that. But I mean, cause even that was like the, I'm going to give you the coat off my back. But Maria's like, while you're at it, you want to just come to my closet and uh, <laughs> here, you can have whatever you want in here. Take 12 items. Nope. You know what? You want 15, take 15. You want my shoes too? Whichever pairs you want. If they fit, you want the newest ones. That's fine too. Not the new ones though. I do. I'm just kidding. But I'm sorry. There I go again. I'm like, no, but if you really were, if you need <laughs> Case closed, ladies and gentlemen, if there are any gentlemen listening. But yeah. Anywho. But but the thing I appreciate too, and I think the value of having multiple people in your life is there's sometimes like I will look at Meryl and I or like even like my friend Delori, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they have such great backbones. That sounds creepy. But I you know what I mean? Great backbone. <laughs> but Thank like you. that aspect of like, and not that I not that I don't have one. I just really, I just like, and I'm, and I'm getting better, but like that idea of not feeling like so swayed so easily or like, I don't know if that's a way to put it. I think that not swayed sweat. Cause it's like, no, like, especially I, when I know what I want and I know what I believe and those things, like I'm not swayed off those things, but it's the, um, unmovable by, by opinion. Sure. Is that a way to word it? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I can be pretty unmovable, but I would say a good example, like how that came about for me, I would say 
So in my personal life, I was this kind of people pleaser type of thing. I just didn't want to get into an argument with somebody. I didn't want somebody to just be upset or to guilt trip me about stuff, about not doing something that they wanted me to do or whatever. So I would just always do it. Even if I didn't want to do it, even if I had other plans, I would drop those plans and just go freaking do it. Cause it was like, whatever, just do it. And that is a very bad habit to have, especially when you find yourself graduating college and you get into like your first, like super professional job um, where you're working full time and um, you, I I think that it was like, I got, I got kicked around quite a bit when Mm -hmm. I entered into the professional arena after college. And I like, and it was just, it, it did not suit me to bend over backwards because I was literally in a space where it was like the people that I worked for, the people that I worked with, the people that worked under me, no one cared about whether I was helping them out or not. No one, no one cared. And it was, and it took me, that was a really, really, really difficult, like, let's see, was it like 14 months at this one job in particular that I had where it was just like, Okay, so it was kind of like <sighs> baptism by fire sort of thing. <laughs> it's like uh, there's a song. My spine was that. my spine was formed in like a river of fire pretty much, but it was like <laughs> That sounds like something that would be on anime. Probably. Like getting a spine formed yeah, by fire. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was I that's like where it comes from for me. Like it yeah. was just like I got kicked around enough to where it was like, "Oh my gosh, all right. I I can't I can't do, ta- this. I can't do this. I can't, I cannot I have to change something's got to change here." And, and and that changed like my entire perspective, which is funny because I definitely don't struggle in that area whatsoever in my professional life. I still sort of struggle with it in certain aspects of my personal life mm-hmm. though, but it's very easy to separate in, in a professional sense. Cause I'm like, mm. yeah, <laughs> we don't know each other that well. It's you okay. don't, you don't know me, bro. Don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. And they like rattle off things by you. You're like, okay, maybe, okay, maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe you do, but that doesn't change the situation. You're like paying me to You're be paying here. me to be here. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think- don't, so don't, uh, I say that to say, because I know that you're just, you're just a wonderful person. And I wouldn't want you to think that like there was something magical, nothing magical happened <laughs> to get the spine that I have. It was like, it was a real rough time. Wow. Your back, your back looks great. <laughs> great was, posture, by the way. Well, I don't feel like I have great posture actually. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, anywho. Not right now. That was like uh well, I was saying like great posture as in like your backbone. Oh yes. That's it. Okay. Yep. Okay. I see where I, I see where I was yep. going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like to make analogies that make sense, but that one didn't. So <laughs> fail on my part. Didn't land. It was probably more my fault than yours. Cause it's okay. Um, okay. What, um, how can someone overcome the fear? Like I know you were just talking about like within workplace and like, you just had to realize that like, how can someone overcome the fear of confrontation, people pleasing when it, comes to like setting their own boundaries because there's a big piece within people pleasing of 
people not having their own boundaries and just letting or letting mm-hmm. people walk all over them. And I heard this once great too, about like how boundaries are like a fence, but you control the gate. Mm, so it's not good. like it's keeping things out all the time, or it's not like it's, you can't ever come in or I'm not giving you this place. It's that like, no, I have this, but I'm controlling the win. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a great way of putting it. I mean, you're, when, when you're faced with confrontation as to whether you want to bend over backwards for somebody, I know I've said that a lot throughout this episode or couldn't mm-hmm. lack of a better term guys, my brain's foggy today. Um, but thinking about that, it's like, how can you overcome the fear of confrontation? Okay. So the confrontation's inevitable, right? I mean, you're either, it's, you're going to have it at some point. Right. And what are you going to do? Are you going to allow yourself to, and this is, this is me speaking from, you know, before prodigal Meryl returned back to her relationship with Christ. But I feel like that he was still working in my life, but I wasn't realizing it. And he Mm. apps, and there's times when I look back on a lot of things in my life where I do see his hand in, in areas, but like when it comes to like the way that I was thinking about stuff, I'm fairly certain it was just promptings of the Holy spirit rather than necessarily me coming up with it on my own. Right. Mm. Uh, Or doing things in my own power because it was just like, all right, well this confrontation is going to come and they're going to keep coming. That's, that's what life is. Life is a, a big series of confrontations and you know, it's, are you going to allow yourself to be wrought with anxiety over over like, or, or you allow yourself to be like hurt by this experience just so that somebody else is satisfied or are you going to make sure that like you are like at the end of the day, like, are you able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can sleep with myself knowing that I handled this confrontation Nobody likes to, nobody likes confrontation. Nobody does. No one does. Um, there are if some do, people that can just navigate it a little easier than others, or they just don't really give it a lot of thought. They just choose to do it because they know it's something that has to be done. It's inevitable. Yeah. And I guess if you can wrap your mind around that, then it makes confrontation a little bit easier and you can draw boundaries easier because it's just like, well, you're either going to, you're either going to stop this here or people are just going to continue to bulldoze you your entire life. And if that's the way that you want to live your life where you're just like constantly upset, constantly full of anxiety because you're afraid of a mere human being who wanted you to go to their baby shower or something like, (laughs) I mean, sometimes it can be decisions like that. It can be like the littlest thing where it's like not a big life and death situation, but I mean, there's people that get stuck with that all the time. I've, I've totally thought about stuff like that when, yeah. when I was do when I was like completely consumed by that behavior, it was, it was stuff like that where something as minor as a baby shower, if I didn't go, I was like, great. Is everyone there going to talk about me? Or are they all going to freaking hate me? Person? Are they going to think I'm a bad person because I didn't show up today? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's stuff like that where it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I think even too with that, sometimes I know where I get in mind is that like, am I not going to be a good example of Christ? And now people aren't going to come to him because of how I handled it. I mean, like that's just thoughts that I've had too of like, Oh, well I should have done that. And that would have shown Christ better. And then it's like that Maria get outside of yourself. Like how much easier it is. Jesus is going to show them himself 
because he's God, not because you did it all right. Yeah. How much easier it is for me now to deal with confrontation, knowing that I don't have to deal with that on my own. Yeah. Like now I'm like, well, I can just pray and be like, right before I walk into whatever it is that I'm going to, if I know that it's coming, it's like, boom, Jesus. Sometimes it's just saying that, like, just, I just need you in this moment and going into it like that. How much better? Joyce, um, Joyce like Meyer sound more mature too, when I'm having tough conversations and like just yeah. my word choice is better. My All attitude is better. My emotions aren't like through the roof. All over. Um, Joyce Meyer has a general rule of thumb that I heard her say, I'm pretty sure it was her. Um, but it was basically this idea of if you don't want to have a conversation about a situation, you probably should have the conversation. Uh, yeah. And then if you do want to have the conversation and you're heated and you're ready and it's like, I'm going to go talk to this person right now. She's like, you probably should wait to have it. And I just always thought that was a really good idea. Like that picture of if I'm pushing back and I don't want to have it, I don't want to address it. Like just going to sweep it under the rug. Mm, that's the situation you probably should talk to. And the flip side of if I'm so heated, I'm going to go and guns a blazing. You probably should calm down a little bit. Doesn't mean not have it, but like press pause until you can yeah. calm down. The great thing about being a people pleaser is when you realize that you don't need to worry about pleasing people because the your focus is off. That's yeah. your focus should be on on pleasing God. And if what you're doing is causing you anxiety and strife in your life, then you're not, you're not pleasing God. Yeah. And you're, the big, you're making him sad. And I think the big thing too, is like, sometimes God's going to have you do things that don't always please people. And so there's yep. going to be, what is it in Proverbs three, where it basically talks about like obeying his commands actually provides sweet sleep. And not just like, oh, he yeah. has that, but it's like, no, when I walk in his commands and I walk in his ways and I walk in the things that he has for me, I can rest at night knowing he's got me, he's going to protect me, he's surrounding me no matter what's going on. I think that's just the true definition of peace too, is just this this rest in him despite what what is all going on um, and just trusting in that. It's the hard part about life, man. It's full of confrontations and full of difficult conversations and nobody wants to have. Nobody wants to have any of those. But they got to be done. That's, I mean, I think that's something that's difficult for um, the younger generation too. I don't know where that message got misconstrued, but like, man, they're having a rough time out here as they're getting out into like the professional world, for example, because things are just like, not what I thought it was going to be. And like, like, yeah, well, that's life. Or I think the side of like disagreement equals hate, which I think right now that's being being taught where it's like, no, I can disagree and completely love, yeah. love at the same time. Yeah. And you can be nice to people and not be all about what they're about. Beholden to their every whim. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, lots of thoughts. Of- I feel like we have, like, this is such a at-home topic that... I feel like we'll probably have another episode on it later down the yeah. line. Maybe we can bring Philip back on and go into the science yeah. of why we please people in our yeah, brains. We probably should dig into that. Um, but yeah, just this. Yeah. It's lots of stuff. A heavy revy. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, we enjoyed having you here and listening to our random thoughts Be sure to check out our website at www.boldco.studio where you can learn more about us or stream episodes there if you don't have a preferred platform that you use already. 
Um, you can email us with thoughts, questions, or comments, or even if there's topics that you'd like for us to discuss at info at boldco.studio. Be sure to like and rate us on whatever streaming platform you found us on. And finally, give us a follow on Twitter at boldwomenco, and we're on Instagram at boldwomen.podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.